The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email spots. clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, we're going to be discussing how to leverage machine learning to capture and engage your audience. Joining me is Matt Swally, who is the co-founder and CBO at OmniKey. OmniKey is a platform that collects and analyzes data from users' past ad campaigns. They generate ads using deep learning and open AI's technology like Dolly and ChatGPT models. By combining this ability of AI they can quantify designs, generate creative, and ultimately reach consumers in a more engaging way. Today, Matt and I are going to be discussing how to use ML to capture the short attention span of consumers. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's my conversation with Matt Swally, co-founder and CBO at OmniKey. Matt, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hi, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm super pumped to have you. This is maybe a slightly different type of conversation than what most of our SEO audience is used to listening to. But I believe that data is the unlock to everything, right? And you guys at OmniKey sit on a plethora of super valuable and insightful data. Tell us a little bit about the company, the type of data you guys use, and then ultimately how it plays itself out in the advertising space. 
Sure, Jordan. So OmniKey is an artificial intelligence powered marketing platform that ingests data from the different advertising platforms. We have integrations with Meta, Google, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, Reddit, Quora, Pinterest. We're building out a whole bunch of different ones with programmatic channels. And you can look at this data and pull out insights about why people are clicking and buying. And when we're technologies leading the day with computer vision continuing to improve, you can run technical analysis across all the people that are seeing your ads or they're clicking and buying and figure out what are the value props, what's the copy, what are the keywords, what are the images, what are the videos that are resonating with your customers and each audience and use those as inputs to generating new ads that are more effective or new copy that's more effective. And you mentioned something, you know, SEO is a, is a little bit farther outside of what we always do. Well, marketing is a completely complementary strategy. All your areas of growth have to be clicking to really scale. And a lot of the insights you get from performance data can be used on all aspects of your marketing, like the keywords. And like we mentioned too, is you can focus on different audiences and, and then really get granular on the reason why those specific ideal customers are clicking and buying. No question. And I think this is actually a really relevant topic for SEOs because we don't spend enough time talking about the ultimate audience we want to attract, right? And I far too often hear, especially from fellow SEOs or marketing executives, oh, we got a lot of traffic, but no conversions, right? And I think that's an interesting nut to crack and unfold here, which is looking at the data you guys all collect and understanding some of the campaigns that you run, how do you think that you guys enable marketers, content marketers, marketing management to make better decisions to a conversion event? Sure. So you can really look back deep historically. So the, first there was broadcast, then there was narrowcast, and now there's personalization. So before you were generating one copy or, or ad that would reach millions, then it got a little more granular. And now you're into a place where everything dynamically has to be delivered to Jordan with what you like. And marketing is still way too general in most cases we see. With 99% of our customers, they're doing campaigns, they're doing copy for SEO, things like that. And it's still too generalized. They have all these different verticals. They have different customers with different backgrounds and demographics, and they can't hit all those buckets. So technology is now enabling you to move really fast and be able to empower human creativity. We like to say AI empowers human creativity because it's not perfect, but it can be used for concept testing or new concepts or are moving into new areas of the market you couldn't before. That's really where we're seeing a lot of the quick thing. We like to say at OmniKey that 30% of your tests have to be new concepts. The rest you can learn from data, like 70% you're learning from data and iterating under what's working, but you constantly want to be testing new concepts to figure out, you know, who's another ideal customer profile and getting more focused. I love that. And it's really fascinating because in the SEO space, we have a huge tendency of relying on what someone else has done, right? Oh, let's do a competitive analysis and let's figure out what the competitor's done and then copy it. Or, oh, hey, you know, in the automotive industry or in the travel industry, they did X or Y. Let's do the same thing, right? And that really limits creativity because there's basically no creativity. It's just a copycat tactic or task 
And then you're just replicating it to see if you can manufacture traffic because you have brand authority or you have a, you know, a more robust set of data or experience. And there's nothing wrong with those strategies. They generate traffic, they create awareness. But this concept of this 30, 70, 30% of your concepts or creatives are new is a great application to the SEO space because as we invent new titles or define new topics or build new pages or create new blog topics, being mindful of net new concepts that aren't in our competitive set, that aren't necessarily copied from somewhere else, can create new wealth, can create new conversions, new traffic that our site hasn't seen before. It's actually something that is super applicable here. As we dive further into the personalization conversation, we unlock what really personalization means. I'd be curious to get your high-level view of where this industry is going and what is going to limit its possibilities to scale. And I believe that these things are not just applicable to advertising. I think they're super applicable to SEO. And we, we'll go into more of that and why in, in just a second. Sure. So where we're at today, like I can tell you, we built this specific part of our product for creative brainstorming and briefing. And you can plug in like your value prop, your ideal customer profile, a couple elements of your business, and it's immediately giving you a lot of different ideas. We talked about 30% of new concept testing. You're getting a humorous idea. You're getting a direct idea. You're getting all these different ones you, you can go test. Like I had a meeting this morning. This might resonate with the audience here. And it's a kid's product. It's a technology for like building, putting together things like Legos. It's a really cool tech product. But I was thinking one of their biggest challenges was addressing all the different age groups that they have. They have anywhere from eight month olds to like 18 year olds that are using their product. And they're generating ads across all this. So personalization now is you could do cohorts of zero to two years. What's the value prop there? Teaching kids how to build for the first time or just connect things together. Right. The older people are, are learning how to engineer through this product, putting pieces together and building things that have never been built before. I mean, each one of these little cohorts of a couple of years, you have to resonate. You have two different audiences. You have the kids and you have the parents. You have two different stories to tell personalization is getting where you're telling both those stories or all those stories uniquely. And then it's getting distributed based on, you can really work with the algorithms a lot on the advertising side where the platform will send it to who they believe it's a good fit for. So the more content, the better. And so on the theme of our topic, right, which is like how we capture the short attention span of these consumers, how much of the art and science of using ML or, or AI is about segmentation, right? So like better segmenting that zero to two versus the 16 to 18 in your example here versus the better creative and the iteration, the speed at which you're able to develop creative or copy in our case an SEO to those segments. Okay, I'm going to stick to my 3070 rule from earlier, but our data <laughs> and analytics platform. So once you launch one of those, you can segment by campaigns. So let's just say you have a campaign, which is specific audience. A lot of times you can just use a fully algorithm optimized one, but say you're just targeting a specific audience, it's going to pull specific data just for that audience. Like what are the elements people are clicking and buying? So you can get really granular on what's working with that audience. But then with 30% of it, you want to go test brand new things with new audiences, right? So that's what technology is letting us do in seconds or hours that used to take months to go brainstorm something. Like I've had certain sales calls where we've 
come up with a creative idea, like a tagline for a company during a sales call that the customer's like, holy cow, I, that is amazing. We never thought about that. <laughs> Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I think that is the power of AI, right? Like, yeah. And we joke about this a lot in the SEO space. We can chat GPT that, but the reality is chat GPT only gives you one instance at a time. But when you can iterate on that within a segment, now you actually find the winning recipe that creates better copy, better ads in your case, maybe more targeted blog posts, better categories, those elements that actually then drive more traffic awareness and, and ultimately conversions to, to your site. Yeah, Jordan, that goes on to your second half of the question, like what's not working? Like yeah. if you train a model to just do the same prompts all the time and you don't know how to instruct the AI, you're going to get a similar response all the time. So like just what you mentioned, like that's the hardest roadblock for someone that's becoming a new prompter is not knowing what to go ask it. Like, because if you know what to ask it, you're going to have almost unlimited possibilities. But if you can sit there for hours, if you haven't done it very often and not get very far, you're like hitting your head against a wall. <laughs> There's no doubt. I mean, in the comedy of prompting today, as we try to get more targeted to consumers is there's a wealth of knowledge you have to have in order to prompt well, you know? So for example, we we're working on a prompting project where we were helping an organization better develop city-based content. And the winning recipe was actually using the cities.gov website and entering the content from that actual city's government website to then generate the outputs, right? Oh, it wow. was way more specific. It actually highlighted real actionable places and neighborhoods and events that happen because the city website's maintained, right? It's a government entity that is actually maintained and it's not speculative. It's not news. And so it, it created a much more valuable output. And I think those are the things that are going to be the generational shift when it comes to leveraging AI in targeting audiences is not just the ability for us to do this work at this mass scale. That's what's awesome about AI. It's actually about the knowledge base that we have to develop prompts. I mean, a friend of mine made this joke online, which was creating great prompts is the new coding, 
of our generation. Yes. And it will be. I genuinely think like my 10-year-old better be really good at creating prompts before he goes to college because that's how he's going to pass. So, you know. You're right. <laughs> you hear all these like big leaders like Mark Cuban and some of the others say like, AI is lowering the, the barrier to entry for coding and stuff. Like this technology enables people that don't have a computer science degree to do things. It's going to continue to do that with prompting and knowing what to ask it, which is exciting. And then I heard another one that said, business knowledge and understanding people's businesses is going to be such a valuable skill because then you know what to prompt. So that becomes even more valuable because like AI can't go train you on an entire business. That's right. And understanding someone's business requires you to understand what questions to ask, right? That's right. And most of the time, people don't actually know that. And it, whether it's an SEO, whether it's in, in digital advertising, there's a lack of understanding of what questions to ask to actually understand the business that then translates into reaching the consumers. So in the topic that we have here about ML and attracting consumers, I have a big burdensome question to ask you, which is sure. there's so much talk and hype about personalization and personal identifiable information and the ultimate transition that's been happening over the last two to three years with respect to the limitations on third-party cookies and access to individuals' personal data and information. How do you think ML is going to play a role in helping us to still attract and target consumers in an effective way where we're having a world that's constantly trying to kind of box things in for personal security or social anxiety around using these kinds of technologies? Yeah, two sides of that. One is the platforms. So from an advertising standpoint on our side, the platforms have to be really compliant to all these different regulations. So they are making the algorithms better at optimizing so you don't have to access the personal information. So one side, the platforms have to do that. The second side is just like we said, creatives becoming more personalized. I met a really interesting company earlier this week that finds data and they're able to really triangulate audiences. You can take all these specific criteria and even geographies and, and figure out who your buyers are from publicly data and then actually be able to target them. So imagine now you have this great audience data in lists and then you also have this creative that can be personalized. Piecing both these together is a winning formula that no one's ever had before because it took so long to do stuff meaningful and relevant. And the other thing is the people's attention spans we mentioned are getting shorter and shorter. They're going from, depending on your generation, TikTok to Instagram to ESPN. Well, not as much ESPN anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now it's more uh, Barstool Sports or some of the others. But interesting enough, so you got to be able to follow your customers to where all these new locations and then have the creative, number one, stay true to your brand, but also have a different story for each of these. TikTok has to be fully video and user-generated content. Others display are very text-heavy copywriting. So it's combining all these pieces and then that's personalization today. It's a fascinating transition that we're all facing in terms of just the, not only the regulatory and the legal requirements, but then also the application of them, which I think it's a really interesting point that you make there at the end of your statement around, can you actually develop creative or content that actually resonates more cleanly with that target consumer, right? And it's not just platform specific. There's certainly a platform application like TikTok or YouTube shorts. You're going to have to have a certain type of content asset, right? But then it's also then translating that into the audience you're reaching, right? 
And then how is that applicable to all other mediums so you can maintain continuity with that audience? If it's a generational audience or if it's a consumer preference or if it's some sort of other classification for that audience, being smart about the full end-to-end data content that you use is the winning recipe without a doubt. We hear that across all enterprise customers and we met with so many that say they can't hit all their cohorts with like individual messaging. And then the second one we're really excited about with personalization for companies is you can build large language models now that go out and go into different data points. And instead of having to like talk to someone and uncover all this stuff, you can almost start to eliminate the onboarding process more and more where it goes and collects data from their brand book, their CRM, all these different data points. If you know the right questions to ask Jordan, you can start to bring this data in more autonomously than the human element of going and talking to five different people. And that's one thing we're we're working on for ourselves and also building for customers. Okay, that was an excellent episode. Thank you so much for joining us today, Matt. Matt Swally is co-founder and chief business officer at Omnikey. If you can't wait for our next episode and would like to learn more about Matt, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit his company website, omnikey.com. Okay, thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney, that's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. 